Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. One. Hello, welcome to Let Me Talk. If you're listening to this, then you're most likely a new listener. I'm David Mooney. I'm also joined by Sam Lee. Hi, Sam. Hello. Uh, we're recording this uh, pretty much straight off the back of City's 1-0 loss away at Brentford, bringing this Premier League season to a close. Um, but we're but actually, don't worry. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're looking more broadly at the season, aren't we? Yeah, there's a little bit, a little bit of an FA Cup throw forward, but we'll do much more on that later in the week. A little bit on Brentford, but yeah, we... Basically, a very kind of detailed, but hopefully insightful, humorous, classic Why Always Us slash Let Me Talk look back at the season as a whole. And as I'm contractually obliged to say, what a season it's been. (laughs) Exactly that. Um, If you want longer ad-free episodes, even earlier after the final whistle, then head over to lmtpod.com to find out more on how you can subscribe. Interesting afternoon at the Brentford Community Stadium. <laughs> yeah, um, a kind of low-key way to tee up um, a season review. Yeah, I mean, when that team was named, it was like, all oh, right, okay, it's not going to be great. Because ultimately, it was the same team that played Chelsea last week, and as we discussed, Chelsea is terrible, but um, Brentford aren't. And to be fair, Brentford didn't seem to be putting a massive amount of effort into it either. Um, but obviously, in the end, just got, uh, got, got had enough. Yes, yeah. I mean it was a fairly even game when, like, considering all those chances that Palmer had blocked within about four seconds at the end, it was probably it, it could have been nil nil or one all basically. Um, but ultimately, it didn't matter. Like I know, so basically, we'll do a we'll do a proper FA Cup final preview and more more of the ins and outs of what Guardiola said. And that'll go out nearer the final. Um, But basically, given Guardiola had named that team and whatever his reasons for naming that team were, what happened in the game didn't make any difference. If City had won 7-0 or lost 3-0 or whatever, it didn't really matter. Like In terms of momentum, there would be no momentum because there's no, that rhythm isn't there. Yeah, there's no case for, like like, whatever team he plays on Saturday in the FA Cup final, it isn't going to bear any resemblance to what played at Brentford. So... It's like the result is immaterial. You're not gaining momentum from it, but also you're not losing momentum from it, I guess, either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess, look, 
he said there's you know there's players that were left back in Manchester have have injuries uh, or niggles, and he said he doesn't think they're serious, but it's all about being ready for to to be in training, not just ready on the day. Um, and interestingly, they've got two days off, um, and then they're back in on training on Wednesday. Um, I think he said recovery tomorrow, but yeah, they're, they're off until Wednesday. Um, so yeah, it's just to kind of get everybody rested. Like if it felt that Rodri and Haaland and that needed minutes, he'd have played them, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like, there's a there's a full week to the cup final now. Don't rinse them. There's no need to. There's absolutely no need to rinse them in training. Like they know what they're, they know yeah, what they're exactly. doing. It's so, like yeah. I mean, Guardiola suggested himself that needing to win those last three games rather than just have a procession would have been better. Um, for the rhythm, and I, I, it's hard to escape a kind of sense of wonder, at least maybe worry, that not having that rhythm, you know, the you can't turn it on again after turning it off. But um, I guess Guardiola's confident and comfortable, and all things considered, ha- having decided that those players do need a rest, it's best just to have the rest and then let them get up for these obviously massive games um next couple of weeks yeah well as soon as soon as soon as they get back in and look i mean it's it's strange isn't it because the champions league final is massive but i think the players will know as we kind of discussed with nadam on the last detail show about um players tuning in for derbies and knowing how big derbies are like the city players won't be caught for motivation before that at the same time, do you think, like, for a game like a, a Brentford on the final day where there's nothing riding on it, it's, it's very easy for them to tune out in the same sort of sense. Like, they know there's nothing riding on it. It's yeah. just don't get injured before a cup well, final. I mean, well, so in terms of the Brentford game itself, and look, um, didn't Guardiola suggest that they were going to play a strong team? Because he said, he said that against Brighton, didn't he? He was like, if you don't play a strong team, then they'll give us real problems. And I'm sure he said Brentford too. But obviously, I, I was very convinced that he was going to pick a strong team for this. And I was massively wrong. So good. There's your insight. But yeah. yeah, I mean, in terms of the game itself and the team he did pick and switching off and yeah, I mean, basically there's a lack of quality compared to um, the first 11. That's not controversial. And yeah, also comparatively, yeah. A lack of rhythm because, okay, if, those te- if that team played together all season, then there'd be more connections between them and they, you know, they could be more, reliable as a unit but they're not you know they've been thrown together um, and even like you know players like like Foden playing in midfield and Rico Lewis playing in midfield like when's the last time that really happened other than you know the Chelsea game last week so it's it's a brand new thing but also like if you think about the tactical reasons for it last week they played against Chelsea who basically did nothing but Brentford were like really aggressively pressing man to man and given that kind of lack of comparative lack of quality and lack of cohesion between the City players. It's difficult to play out from the back, as we know from watching City games this season, when you're being pressed man-to-man, and especially that aggressively. So they couldn't really build out from the back like they normally do. And what City's answer been to teams that mark man-to-man this season? They normally go long, but that's to Haaland. And then they've got people, as we, as we talk about all the time, like Gundogan and De Bruyne and Bernardo, working off for the second balls. None of that. Like, they didn't yeah. even have Haaland to aim for. And then those players for the second balls. And also, like in terms of what you were saying, in terms of switching off for that for a game like that, there's no 
intensity there that that natural intensity that you feel combined with like let's say Gundogan's ability and tenacity to win a second ball and know where it's going to drop the players didn't have that either so they couldn't establish passing out from the back and they couldn't establish playing the second ball so of course they didn't really have long spells of possession of course they didn't really control the game and then when it comes down to yeah counter-attacking or whatever or you know finishing chances it just wasn't there and you know there was a couple of times but only a couple because it's not like they had Brentford penned back in their box a lot but the ball going out wide I know Walker put in a, a good cross just before half time that Alvarez actually got a good header on but most of the time you just look and you think there's absolutely zero chance or point actually of putting that ball into the box yeah so for all back those the reasons nine days wasn't it the, yeah from, yeah exactly um, yeah but I mean there was no necessity to win whatsoever there was no cohesion a, lack, a massive lack of quality compared to the the team that would have played and probably won had they needed to but also the, the actual tactical reasons and the team you're playing against like, didn't allow City to have an easy game regardless of the team they actually did power it would, it would have been tough it would have been a battle but Guardiola with all those things considered has gone oh you know what fuck it we'll just play with that team and we might not win but who cares because the bigger picture is giving the guys a rest and like the thing is whether those players are injured or not, I'll hopefully have a, a better idea by the time we record the preview. But um, I don't I don't think, from what I heard, I'm not sure Guardiola's I was in bed at half ten, slept like a baby story was necessarily true. So there is also the, the potential that, you know, Grealish was knackered a few weeks ago and got had to play two or three big games and then got one game rest something like that and it's like if he's just saying right like and Rodri for example although obviously Rodri was in the squad let's just give these guys rest they were knackered playing you know Bayern FA Cup semi-final blah 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 all of this chasing down Arsenal then Real Madrid then knackered give them a rest and then we'll go again that seems like like I say if he thought Haaland or Rodri needed to play for some kind of rhythm he'd have played them yeah. and he didn't so presumably it's all right. Let's kind of broaden the picture and uh, look at the Premier League season as a whole. Because um, it's now finished. City obviously uh, finishing champions. Um, I- I'm going to take you all the way back to the start, though, because uh, it just I, it just made me it just made me giggle when I was thinking about points during the season uh, that there was genuinely a discourse around the Community Shield of uh, whether Nunez or Haaland was the better signing. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, again, I, I mean, I, obviously, I, was, I mentioned this at the time. There's going to be a lot of that, I guess, on this look back at the season um, because I did mention it at the time. That's the whole point. Yeah. So we're doing it. You can go back and check um, if you don't believe us as well. But but I've but I've referenced it again recently. But I didn't work that game. I think I just moved house, and my dad was coming up. So I was like, I'm just, gonna, I'm just not going to go to Leicester for this game. I'm going to watch it and have some beers and not have to work. And I, I remember saying at the time, thank God I didn't, because it's just an absolute waste of bandwidth to have a discussion about Haaland fitting in at City, even if it's a, oh, well, you know, it's going to take time. Just the bullshit takes out that that fucking anyone could say. As a professional journalist, what do you contribute? But I said, if there was one way of doing it, it was what Gabriel Marcotti said in ESPN when it was basically like, oh, I don't even remember now. But it was like, it doesn't matter. This game doesn't matter. He's going to score goals. Like It's an irrelevance to even be having this conversation. But, you know, my view, when I think some, when I think it's irrelevant to have the conversation, I won't even have the conversation. I won't even write it. I won't even write and say it's irrelevant. I'll just steer clear of it. So I was glad I didn't have to. Um, I mean, look, I can see why um, people thought Nunes would do well because we didn't know Liverpool were going to have the season they've had. And he is like 
a quite incredible blend of abilities for a footballer. Like, I, I can't quite put my finger on him. But if he ever learns to score goals consistently, <laughs> he might be one of the best players ever just because of all of the different things he can do. Like, he's he's fast and he's, he's got good technique sometimes. Um I just, I just had a flashback awful. to. Do you do you remember we did uh, the Blue Moon podcast live? And your your line was uh, that Claudio's no. Bravo's problem was that he just lets in shots. <laughs> right. Just had the same the same thing <laughs> yeah, with okay. with Nunez. He just needs to learn to score goals. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. The problem is he's not very good. But no, but he but he is like he's he's like he is like a, an athlete playing football. Is it? He's like. Oh, obviously, I don't know any like male decathletes' names, obviously, but imagine one of them doing soccer aid. Like, it always getting behind. Like, it's like Usain Bolt doing soccer aid, basically. It's like, okay, yeah, I can see why you're good at what you do, but it isn't football. But obviously, yeah. Nunez's problem is that it is football. Um, yeah, so I can see why people thought he'd have a good season, and, you know, especially because we didn't know Liverpool were going to struggle. But the debate around Haaland. Um, was a bit silly but then at the same time at the same time Guardiola mentions it all the time now doesn't he he's like oh I remember after the the community showed when people said he wouldn't adapt I mean there wasn't too much was there there was like the usual dickhead Twitter accounts making a big deal of it but yeah but we, we know Guardiola's permanently lot. on Twitter so yeah yeah I know I know but I mean there was there it wasn't like let's not rewrite history it, it wasn't like a full on this guy's going to struggle, but I mean, yeah. But like, like, like I said, I wouldn't have even bothered writing one of those articles saying, "Oh well, you know, it needs to take time." Blah blah. blah, blah. Fuck, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Community Shield, load of shy. Okay, we're going to take a very short ad break now. When we come back, we'll chat about the evolution of Guardiola's tactics this season. We'll hear from the City boss himself. We'll talk about Mares falling out of favour and City going on a run when it looked like that just wasn't going to happen. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. I've talked like all the way through the season. I wasn't expecting City to go on a run. Like I, I all that talk of like Gary Neville on on TV consistently yeah. saying City are one of the teams where they could just put fourteen wins together. 
And I was like, I just don't see it from this team this season. I just don't see how this this team is going to mm. put these this this string of results together. And then obviously they did, and they they that was what that was what won them the league. But right up until up until the World Cup, I felt like they weren't. It felt like they were trying to do sixty in third gear. Do you know what I mean? Like it, there was something uh, not quite yeah. right about it. They were still winning games. They were still getting the points on the board. Yeah, yeah. They were still keeping in touch with Arsenal. But like there was something that I couldn't quite put my finger on that that it didn't feel quite right. Yeah. Well, it was it. So basically, in nineteen twenty, Guardiola was like, "Well, we need to be what we are, but we we kind of have to do it this way. And if we do it any differently, we'll be too open, and they'll tear us to shreds. So." we're not going to be as effective, but this is the best we can do. And I think basically that was the same for a large part of this season. They couldn't play like they played at Newcastle to kind of oversimplify it, but they couldn't play like they played at Newcastle all the time. Well, Guardiola wouldn't let that happen because it was just too risky, too many, too open. And so to do that, they needed to slow the game down. And that largely became Grealish and Mahrez, didn't they? And it got to the point before the World Cup where Foden wasn't playing much. And then you, we did that podcast after Leipzig. And to be fair, Leipzig was an exaggerated example, wasn't it? Because he went away from home in the Champions League and he basically shot up shot, but with the ball. And that's what he did at the Bernabeu as well. And fine, that's, that's like an exaggerated version of control. But that, after that podcast, we were like, well, we don't know where this intervention is going to come, but... This is what it is at the moment, you know. This is this is just how it's going to be. They're going to keep games tight, but then it was basically Stones going into midfield because not just going into midfield, but all the way into the final third too. And then, I mean, the best example was the Real Madrid game because Real Madrid, their four-man defense was kind of tied up with City's um, three men across the front, but then they had they were were they kind of man marking. The t- city's two number eights in De Bruyne and Gundogan, and then F- Stones was just like, "Well, I'll you know, keep going. you know, yeah. we were talking." And I was like, "I was like, it's too soon for me to process exactly why." But uh, but you were like, and I was like, well, I I tweeted that Stones has got the run in the midfield, and you were like, whenever you looked up there, he was in loads of space and Rodri, and it was basically because Madrid were kind of occupied with everyone else, and then Stones was just walking f- further up, so it was kind of Stones just helped City bring back these attacking overloads with the false nine not that he's been playing up front all the time but it's kind of just allowed City's attacking midfielders to play more centrally you know with that box formation um, you know with Stones and Rodri forming like two men at the back and De Bruyne and Gundogan normally forming two men ahead of them so it looks like that a box in midfield and basically that that balance and that support from from Stones has given City that extra man up there. But Haaland's still still up there as well. And even though he's not really involved all the time, the fact that he's there does occupy defenders. So between the defenders being occupied and, you know, Stones coming forward and helping out and, you know, all of a sudden you've got an overload because he's up there with De Bruyne and Mahrez has come in from the right or Bernardo's coming from the right or whatever that has been the key to the season and that has been the key to to City looking better again. But also you go hand in hand with all the opponents from the Leipzig home game onwards have been quite adventurous. So City have had more spaces to dictate. But yeah, um, that wasn't really a succinct summing up of what's happened this season, was it? But 
there was a point where it was like, well, this is the best we can do in the circumstances and we'll see how far it gets us. And then it clicked with Stones going into midfield. And now if you go back to like August, September, October, we'll see those results and how they came along and how that process kind of fluctuated throughout the season. Yeah, did is it the Stones bit then that has kind of... Because Mares didn't particularly do much wrong to fall out of no, favour, but he's very much fallen out of favour, if you know what I mean. He's like... You think about think back to that Chelsea game in the league, like that was that was Mares and Grealish being the go to guys to come on and and kind of change and control the game. Yeah. Um, whereas now it's like Grealish still part of the team and still in the in the absolute first eleven, and Mares yeah. was kind of like that's thing after the FA Cup, wasn't it? Where Guardiola was saying I need to yeah, remind exactly him how in, how important he is, and and that's exactly of thing. that. It's exactly that, like, and like you say, there's no. He's fallen out of it for no real fault of his own, but he's just for all the things that he is, and you couldn't, you couldn't really pinpoint a weakness in him, but he's just not Bernardo Silva, is he? And you know, when Guardiola said about the, was it the Leipzig home game? It was, wasn't it? When Bernardo played on the right, and then people were having a bit of a meltdown about that. And to be honest, I was like, okay, this is going to be like a full-on control match. And then they beat him 7-0. And that was the start of everything being beautiful, basically. But the, um, there was the thing where he said, Bernardo can press three players with one action. And, you know, Guardiola's always wanted his, midfield, his top midfielders all in the same team, hasn't he? Going back to Gundogan being on the right wing at Anfield in 2018, Champions League. And Bernardo being a left back for a while, you know, as he as he tried to get those overloads in midfield still, and thought, okay, let's try it this way, you know that that you know when I just said that big fucking monologue about how they've they found the key this season, stuff like that is when he was going, okay, well, let's try this, let's get those overloads going again, and yeah. like Bernardo going in from left back on paper, you go, well, if that works, that's fucking brilliant, why not? But obviously, it didn't it didn't work as well as Stone's house, let's say. Um, but yeah, then, so if it's not Gundogan on the right wing like it was five years ago, and it's not Bernardo at left back, um, and it's not false nine because you've got Haaland, and you've got Grealish on the left, what's it going to be? Oh yeah, Bernardo on the right wing. Of course it is. <laughs> so Mahrez has basically missed out because he's not Bernardo Silva. And like Guardiola said after the Sheffield United game, yeah, he's been pissed off about that. And Guardiola said... You know, he's lost the battle to convince him how important he is because he's probably had to say, look, I, I know I know you haven't done anything to, to miss out, but it is like, it is what it is. Like, this is this is the guy, it's Bernardo Silva. And then, you know, like, it becomes easier to to justify when you see like that round at home performance from Bernardo. But he didn't need a performance like that to justify anything, did he? Yeah. It's just one of those difficult things. It's like Foden hasn't been playing either. I know Foden's been injured, but like, Foden's not been playing either, um, and he's and he's brilliant. But it's like, well, look what look what Grealish does, look what Grealish gives, and then obviously, but that that does come a bit more down to styles, doesn't it? We've talked about the types of player and Foden adding stuff to his game, whereas Grealish is, you know, can slow the game down and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's a similar thing. It's like City don't have a like. City don't have that massive 25-man squad of world-class players that everyone thinks they do. But they do still have too many world-class players to fit in the starting eleven. Yeah. You know, you, you're, you're always going to have players who don't necessarily deserve to be on the sidelines, on the sidelines. And that's that's just the most obvious with Mahrez and, and Bernardo. I, uh, I do think we should mention the Fulham game at home. A big turning point uh, for the season in many ways. 10 versus 11 for, what was it? It must have been about 70... 
65, 70 minutes or so in that game. Uh, obviously, last minute win with the penalty. There was all the celebrations on the pitch at the end. I think the press conference took place about 20, 30, 40 minutes after it should have done. Um, it wasn't kind of that game in particular that convinced Guardiola to sign a new contract, but we understand it was like the the final kind of piece of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, confirmation. Um, I didn't take that bit of the press conference because I, actually you said, you asked him a, a question about City staying on top after a red card. Um, and I, I think in his answer to that question, I, I think he gives a really interesting tactical answer, but also I think it, it shows why he wanted to stay in the end and why he wanted to sign that contract with how the how the answer kind of meanders at the end. Um, so this is what he said to your your question about why City stay on top after uh, despite having a man sent off. When they, the keeper has the ball, try to make even man to man or high. Even we are one less player, so their central defender try to be high. I think Bernardo Gundogan, Manu, all the people in the middle, they are so intuitive how how to go in general positions and when we are not able to take it drop a little bit and wait and when you feel it then you feel it go but especially this can happen because we have a long possessions we cannot attack so quick uh, to make with patience and wait the moment when set pieces one one action like in the first half we had two or three with 10 against 11 the last 15 minutes so clear so clear was two goals disallowed for 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 nothing and and, and with, the, with the moment, with the moment, and we were patient, tried to concede the goal. Of course, the last minute they, they had some contra-attacks, but uh, the, you see the bug was from John, like it's not full by how he played today, amazing, and Bernardo and Rodri and, and everyone. So it was so exciting, the, the emotion as a manager after seven years here, you always have doubts. The people follow you, are tired, the people is annoying to all our job, all of us, many thousand millions meetings and training sessions and travels and whatever. And you see today, you said, wow, still they are there, still they want to do it, still they are alive and that make, me, make us so, so proud. I used that clip, uh, and I think I said after it, um, when we did our podcast, tell me you're signing a contract extension without telling me you're signing a contract extension. It, <laughs> like, it basically confirmed it, didn't it? Yeah, well, I don't, I don't really remember that. And when you, when you teed it up, I was thinking, I don't, I don't remember what he's going to say here. But then when I listened back to it, then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that really was a bit of a giveaway, really. Um, but yeah, you know, we were talking before about the Newcastle game and being like the most fun game of the season, as opposed to, you know, just City getting like a really good win against Real Madrid or, or Arsenal or whatever, or United even in the 6-3. Um, but there's an argument as well for that Fulham game. It can't be the best because I think everyone's basically decided now that that Real Madrid game is the best. But that is that is up there, that Fulham game. Because I remember being so impressed with them to dominate like they did with with 10 men, to play like they did with 10 men. The, the effort, you know, Guardiola talked about the kind of the intelligence of players like Gundogan and and Akanji and do you say Ake as well to to go and press and be aggressive, but um, if not, if to, to you know to realise if they're not going to get it, so to 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 drop back and not allow themselves to be taken out of the game, there was there was intelligence in that respect. But you know, De Bruyne put in a hell of a shift. I can't remember who else, but there were so many. And then Guardiola talked about Stones, Stones speed on the recovery runs and intelligence on the recovery runs that kind of stuff like it was just an immense game where they were a man down for so long against a good team who okay well maybe a little bit um unadventurous but the city players all put in an extra percent that basically amounted to 
you know, having having eleven men. They were they were phenomenal. And I mean, our, De Bruyne fully bought the penalty. You know, he he's cle- he's very clever at that. He put himself in a position where he knew he'd get kicked, and when he got kicked, he went down. Like it's not cheating. It's I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't even know if you call it gamesmanship. It's very it's very clever. Yeah, it's walking into the box and going one penalty, please, isn't it? Yeah. Look, if if it happens in the the finals against City. Then fucking hell, it wouldn't be ideal. But I'd be like, that's clever. That you know, I, there'd be no. It's like Atletico Madrid shit housery. You know, I'm not gonna. I enjoyed it when City did it back to them, and I, but I enjoy it when Atletico do it anyway. I'm not gonna be kind of two faced about that one. But yeah, De Bruyne, he certainly earned that pen. But at the end, of, the end of the day, they'd fucking they'd earned that win. They were they were phenomenal in that game. We had a question from uh, Sandy Rush on Twitter who said, why does Laporte not fit into Guardiola's new style of play in recent months? Because obviously, great defender. He, like, we, he was like part of the, the um, City were pinning everything well, on yeah. him a couple of years ago, even at the end of last season. Well, if you go back to 19, if you go back to 1920. It was the entire reason. That his injury, a, his That absence, was a kind yeah. of downfall, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was one of those where, you know, they didn't think Van Dijk was worth the money and so they decided not to sign him. But you know they signed they signed Laporte almost instead, um, and although Van Dijk was like mythically good for a few years, over that same period Laporte hadn't really done anything wrong either. Like he had he didn't have the same like cultural impact, where you know he wasn't fucking in, appearing in rap songs or whatever. But for what City needed, he was perfect. So yeah, um, but basically this season, it's just a combination of I say the usual, you know, because he asked to leave two years ago. And wasn't really happy, and you know, com- complaining when he's not in the team, and you know, he's just, just not a good body language guy when he's not happy, basically. But also, you you wonder as well tactically, with the other big kind of tactical breakthrough that they've had this season, the you know, the, using the four centre backs, and you know, not just any old four centre backs, but the ones who love a tackle and love a header and love a block, and Laporte, Laporte. Like we were just saying how good he is and like how much of a linchpin of the defence he is, but he isn't that guy, is he? Like we, we talked about these defenders now, apart from Stones, obviously. Normally, Guardiola's defenders are better on the ball than they are putting their foot in, but these lads are, are better at putting their foot in than being on the ball, but it works. Um, Laporte's just not that guy. Um, and I think it's the the hand-in-hand hand situation. You know the the attitude's not been great, which is you know a large reason why why Walker was out of the team in the first place. Um, same with Laporte, and then you've got the tactical reasons and the kind of stylistic reasons why you, you know in in those big games. Did we say the last week my theory on Akanji, his best games have been in the the biggest games, and that's a concentration thing. Yeah, just think in the, in those games they all just switched on, and I remember how good Nathan Ake was against Bayern Munich in the home game in particular. They're all great, but I remember Arcade as being phenomenal, um, just in terms of old old style defending. And on the one, a bit like the Maris thing earlier, like these guys, none of them deserve to come out of the team. Like we said after the Brighton game, if Ake doesn't play at the weekend, he he might not get a look in um, for these finals. But now it's an interesting situation because if Akanji's fit, who does who does miss out? Because I'm going to name Walker, Diaz, Stones, Akanji, and Ake. He's only going to play four of them, unless he does a pep. So one misses out. But whoever's missing out there is going to feel gutted and hard done by it because they don't really deserve to. And like Walker's probably the one you could easily leave out 
or more easily leave out because of he hasn't really played a lot this season. He's not been the same kind of good character as the others I mentioned. But in terms of his performances recently, you wouldn't want to leave out Carl Walker for that game. You'd want him to, to play against Rashford or Sancho or whoever. You wouldn't want to leave out Carl Walker. So somebody's going to have to miss out. And it, it comes back to that Mahrez thing again. You know, Guardiola's going to have to say, look, it's nothing you did. This is just what I feel like. And this is what I, I think we need. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was good for Ake to come back. And Akanji's one of the guys with Niggles. So, so we'll see which one. We'll see, um, yeah. But yeah, but again, those guys, they've they've been brilliant for what City needs. And Laporte, for a couple of reasons, probably just falls a bit outside that. That's it for the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want more from us, then we look at how Guardiola got the best out of the squad hunting down Arsenal over the course of the season. Um, Sam, we really do get into it, don't we? Uh, yes, we do. We try and as succinctly as possible, basically, yeah, explain all the ups and downs and, and why they happened and, and when they happened. But yeah, loads of detail on that and clips from Guardiola himself. Yeah, all of that's on the members' content. Those ad-free episodes are longer and out earlier as well. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. Make sure you're following all of our socials as we've got lots of content coming out previewing City's hunt for the treble, looking ahead to the FA Cup and Champions League finals. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 